Can you hear me? Oh, you can. I can hear myself. That's good, is it? Anyone else trying to work out who the voice is on the kingdom come? <laughs> I've heard, I think, someone said that it might have been Thomas, but I don't think so. Well, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Do you want to turn quickly, say hi to somebody, tell them they look great, the presence of God is on them? Oh. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Not too much chatting. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to our uh, second in the series of the summer series at Journey. It's my pleasure to be here chatting with you this morning. I think most of you know who I am. I see maybe one or two fresh faces. So for those of you who don't know who I am, my name is Joy. I lead prayer ministry here at Journey Down Patrick. I am a nutritional therapist by day and an avid crocheter and dog lover and chocolate connoisseur by night or something, something along those lines. And I've calculated roughly that one of these Sundays is my year anniversary of joining Journey Down Patrick. So... This is a nice, a nice gift. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is a nice gift. <laughs> um, okay, shall we pray really quickly? Father, I thank you so much for your presence this morning. We prayed this morning in pre-service prayer that you're, we would feel you moving through the aisles this morning, um, through all of the chairs, just touching lives in the way that you want to. Father, we pray that you would just come um, in this moment and just bring your incredible rest in Jesus' name. Amen. So for those of you who weren't here last Sunday, Thomas talked about resilience and running the long run with the Lord. And he split it up into great points, but he didn't quite get to his last point, uh, which was rest. And I felt like it was so important. And even before I had heard Thomas's talk last week, I knew that I wanted this morning to be somewhat of a family morning. I wanted it to be orientated around rest and his presence and focusing on his presence. So this morning's about rest. And as Zoe mentioned, we'd have iHeart, we have outreaches, and I'm sure everybody in this room has been involved in one way or another in some outreach. We've been doing them since March, <laughs> yeah, pretty much once a month. So we've had a little breather in between, but I'm just really aware that iHeart is coming really thick and fast um, now. And I really felt like the Lord wanted to bring his rest this morning as just before, it's like the calm before the storm, just to minister to our hearts this morning to teach us a bit about his rest and the, the importance of rest so that we can actually go into these events like I Heart the best that we possibly can um, instead of burning out in the process. And I have so many notes. <laughs> so yeah, it's been, it's been pretty nonstop for us. We've been constantly pushing forward, driving forward. We have a new building, which is really exciting, but everything's been pushing, driving, pushing, driving. And I just wanted to have a refreshing morning. And me and my big pastoral heart, if I could sit down with each of you and check in and see how you're doing and talk about <laughs> and pray and whatever I would, but I probably would burn out myself in the process, which is what I'm trying to not <laughs> happen with anybody in this room. So I think just doing a group check-in this morning. 
And listen, if you're here this morning and you're like, I'm not part of these, you know, big outreaches and I don't know if I do that much and this and that and the other, I really feel like the people who are here this morning is really significant for what he wants to do this morning. And that regardless of what kind of role you play in Journey Community Church in Downpatrick or just in your normal life, this all extends into the busyness of normal life as well. So you are here for a reason and I believe that he wants to speak to you this morning. So rest is paramount on so many different levels and God has such a huge value for rest and we can see Jesus intentionally resting in his life and in his ministry years especially. In fact, the Bible mentions rest 548 times and no, I did not check that. (laughs) So I'm taking them at their word. And I know we talk about holiday mode this time of year when we get to step away from work and businesses and relax in the sunshine, and that is so, so needed. But what I want to try to instill in you this morning is little tips and tricks that you can also do when life is just crazy busy in the other times as well, that you can reflect back on some things um, that you can actively do that will bring you some rest. And oftentimes we can see rest as a weakness, like, oh, no, I can't stop. Um, I think Thomas mentioned last week, busyness is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit, but somehow we get caught up in this thing of I have to keep going, I have to keep pushing, I have to reach that goal, I cannot stop, I cannot stop. But pushing ourselves harder, harder instead of stopping earns us some badge of honor, but it's not actually like that. The Lord has a massive value for rest. But I'm here to try to shift that mindset in many different forms, both biblically and then through your lifestyle. It is a necessity. Rest is a vital part of running any good race with the Lord, any good organization or community, as well as in longevity. So I'm a bit jealous of um, one of my dogs. I have two dogs, and one of them seems to sleep like 60% of the time. (laughs) And I mean, if anybody's a dog owner, you'll understand the like, on their back, like legs akimbo, like absolutely um, knocked out. And I walk past him, I'm like, how do you sleep so much? Like, I actually don't understand, like, why are you so lazy? Um, But he just knows what he needs, isn't it? He's just not fussed. He's just like, yeah, I'm just going to go sleep. Maybe I need more rest. (laughs) But the other one, I have another dog who seems to be solar powered. I kid you not, has the most energy I have ever seen. He never stops. Um, My dad says that he's powered by the sun. You think he's tired, and then the next minute he's like, we'll play again. So I could take some of his energy as well. (laughs) So I'm going to try to mold your mindsets about rest from all different angles and educate you on the importance of rest in its variety of ways, especially when you're pulled in 13 different directions, as I know that many of us are. So me and my mathematical mind is going to split it into two main sections, And then maybe something interactive at the end. And all of the people in my home group are like, oh, (laughs) I know what's coming. (laughs) Uh, So the two main parts are our human need for rest and types of rest. And then the second one is the realization of true rest. So I think um, I'm going to show a slightly different side of me today. I know that um, a lot of you see one side of me, but I am a certified nutritional therapist, but part of my studies include biomedicine. So I did a year of biomedicine where I got real familiar with how the body works. Um, 
all the kind of intricacies of how God has made our bodies, how they function, how they're knocked out of balance, how you put them back into balance, um, both nutritionally and through lifestyle. But even before that, the human body has fascinated me. I remember being about five years old and um, fascinated by my mum's maternity books. So I actually remember sitting at W.H. Smith's cross-legged on the floor as a five-year-old, just looking at all of these books. Um, as a teenager and adolescent, I wanted to do medicine. So through pursuing that, I did a lot of work experience in hospitals. So I was in doing occupational therapy, pediatric units, et cetera, et cetera, cardiology. And you know those moments that you look back on and God just does something in that moment, you're not entirely sure exactly what it is, and you know that he'll come back to it in some way. But one of the most pivotal moments from my life was getting to watch a double bypass, an open heart surgery. So I was like fully scrubbed up, and I tried really hard to try to find the photo of me all scrubbed up, little baby joy, but I couldn't find it. My laptop started to freak out going back 10 years or so, or plus. But um, yes, fully scrubbed up, and I was in the surgery with the surgeon, and I won't go into too much detail because anybody is squeamish in the room, but basically they, you know, pull everything back so that they can operate on the heart. They deflate the lungs, everything's on powered by machines, and then they can operate on the heart. They take veins from the legs and put them on the heart to bypass the blood flow. But it was amazing as I stood there, I felt like I could almost reach out and touch this man's heart. It, it was absolutely incredible to see a human heart um, beating inside of his chest. I just absolutely love the human body. And then through all the twists and turns, I became a nutritional therapist, which I love and I get to see people find freedom um, through their health and through their bodies. But it is a massive, um, I think, a partial call in my life is to bring education about the body and how best we can support the body, both in the church and outside of the church, to improve people's health. We're mind, body, and spirit, and I believe that I am here to educate others how to look after their body that God gave them, and they are amazing. Like God, like, <laughs> he is absolutely incredible. We only need to look, oh gosh, at the person beside you to see that. But as you dive deeper with the body, they are fascinating. Your body will always work for you, always. It will always do the best for you, as best as it can. Um, and in return, I feel like we're, we should support our bodies as well. So I'm gonna try not to go down too many rabbit holes on that end, but we shall see. <laughs> So when we talk about human need for rest, we're looking a lot at our bodies, souls, and our spirits. So I think we're all aware that we have an innate need for rest, that God designed us to rest. You only have to look at sleep to see that. Like when he created us, he created us to be asleep for eight hours, at least eight hours a night. And in those moments, that's when our body heals. Your body can finally rest. It does its healing in that time. It does its rejuvenation in that time. And it's actually vital and I find it so funny because it's like he looked at us and was like, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> they can't be awake for 24 hours straight. That's just, they're just not going to function that way. So I'm going to put them to sleep for eight plus hours a day and make sure that they rest. Like sleep still has scientists flummoxed. They actually don't have, they don't know fully what happens, what goes on when we sleep. And Sleep deprivation, as most of the parents know in here, is a real thing that you sh actually show signs of um, some sort of malfunction after one night of no sleep. Um, but so yes, exactly. So the Lord has created us to rest, innately rest. Um, but I also believe that we are to rest in between those times as well, especially when life gets busy. 
But when I delved a bit further into the Bible about rest, here are some of the reasons that the Bible mentions that we might need to rest. And you can see if any of these sound familiar. So because of six days of work, <laughs> can I get an amen? <laughs> because of fatigue, because of overwork, because of depression, because of anxiety, oh, sorry, because of the storms of life. Do any of these sound familiar? <laughs> Maybe you can relate to one or two or all of them. Psalm 55, 6-7 says, I say to myself, if only I could fly away from all of this. If only I could run away to the place of rest and peace, I would run far away where no one could find me, escaping to your wilderness retreat. Like in reality, does anybody feel like this? You know, when you read things like that, you're like, oh, I really wish I could just fly away and rest somewhere else. Like God sees you, your heavenly father sees you. He validates your need for rest. If you need to rest because you're overworked, it's not weakness. If you need to rest because you're struggling with the heaviness of the thoughts in your mind or depression, that's not weakness. He always meets us in those places and empowers us on how we can find freedom. But if you need to rest, there's no weakness in that. He validates that. He puts it in his word that this might be a reason that you need to rest. And in those times, we should. And I think it's really important that we get permission to rest. You know, God gives you permission to rest. He says, do it, just go, just rest. And for me, when I get caught up in the keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, I have people around me that I'm like, oh gosh, I really feel like I need to take a break. And my mom's like, we'll just take one then. Or I'm like, oh, I really feel like I maybe need to lie down. She's like, we'll go lie down then. <laughs> I rarely do, to be fair. <laughs> but, but to have that permission of someone to say, actually, you can rest, you know, you can I would suggest find somebody who can give you that, or if not, I will. You can rest. It's good. So what do we do when we need a reference of how we should live? We look at the life of Jesus, and Jesus rested incredibly well. So Jesus never seemed in a hurry. It's not a weird thing. <laughs> he was completely inundated all the time with people with incredible needs and demands and issues and all sorts, and he had the capacity to help every single one of them, and did. But he never seemed in a hurry, ever. Never busy, never running on adrenaline. I don't know if he was or not. So for a lot of the time, he was surrounded by crowds with barely enough time to catch his breath. Throughout Mark 1, we see Jesus preaching in a synagogue, then casting out a demon, then healing a sick friend, to finally ministering to the whole city, <laughs> gathered at his sword sundown, and that was just one day. But then we see in Mark 1.35, the next morning, Jesus got up long before daylight, left the house while it was dark, and made his way to a secluded place to give himself to prayer. After ministering to others and before pouring himself out again, Jesus left everybody to spend time with his father. And that pattern is repeated throughout the Gospels. I love this quote, Jesus doesn't just offer us rest, he shows us how to do it. It's a necessity, not a luxury, it's an act of worship not an act of laziness. In his earthly life, Jesus displayed many different types of rest, spiritual rest, physical rest, mental rest. First and foremost, Jesus modeled spiritual rest. He took the time to be alone with God over and over and over again, even when his disciples were like, where were you? He was like, I was spending time with my father. I needed it. I, I was 
a way to hear his voice. This was the highest priority in Jesus's life as he knew he needed to hear the voice of God, understand God's direction for his life and rest in God's presence. That sounds so nice. Jesus also modeled physical rest. This one made me laugh a little bit because I'm not entirely sure. Um, but, you know, when Mark uh, 4, 35, 41, when Jesus fell asleep in the boat in the raging seas and then wakes up, calms it, and then returns back to sleep. Um, yeah, I read a lot that said that that was him taking physical rest. He was unapologetic about it. It just makes me laugh a bit. I don't know contextually if that's quite right, but, I mean, he was asleep and woke up Camden and went back to sleep. And lastly, Jesus modeled mental rest. He was unafraid to pull away and leave the crowds when he needed to, even when they desperately needed him. He would get into the boat with his disciples and go to the other side away from the multitudes. Even in extreme ministry that Jesus had, that was constant and wild, he prioritized rest. So why don't we do the same? Society demands these days everything's quick. It's achieve, achieve, achieve. And to an extent, it's what we all live with. Well, what if a truer, truer sign of strength is to be intertwined with the rest of God in everything that we do to find a balance between resting in his presence, resting in our lives, and then actually doing and everything that, that we're called to do, because that's so important as well, and I'm not devaluing that at all. Help finding, trying to find a balance helps us thrive constantly and steadily. So here's some of the practical ways that we can do that, to strive to be like Jesus. So types of rest. First, Thess uh, First Thessalonians 5.23 says, Now may the Lord of peace and harmony set you apart, making you completely holy. May your entire being, spirit, soul, and body be kept completely flawless in the appearing of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. So we are a triune being. As many of us know, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Our spirit was created by God so that we can contact and have a relationship with him and receive from him. Our soul consists of our mind, will, and emotions, and our physical body involves our five senses that connect us to the beautiful world that God has created around us. So these three components are intertwined and they're separate. It's funny how that echoes something else. <laughs> Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. All at the same time, God says in Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. We are an echo of, his, of who he is in all of his majesty. If we can be a little echoes, powerful echoes, he's equipped us to be. We're a constant reflection of the glory of God. And so in that, we look at these areas, body, soul, and spirit. We look at them as one that there are things that can bring rest to your whole being at the same time. And then there's things that you can do separately as well for your soul, for your body, for your spirit that will also bring rest. And I find on my own journey that when God is speaking something to me, putting it in the, act, like putting it in the physical or acting out in my, so he speaks to me and then actually doing it really puts extra power on what he is saying. And so, for example, if, he, if I really feel like the Lord's saying to me, like, be still and know that I am God, I find in the moments that I am actually still are the moments where it just ignites 
it brings an extra va va to it. <laughs> I know I said pizzazz last week as well. I don't really know where that came from, but we'll go with it anyways. Um, so yes, it's really powerful for us to hear what the Lord is saying and then to partner with him right here and now. And that's why practical ways to rest are so important as well as his presence that brings us the entire rest. Okay. So resting our soul. So I think when we think about soul rest, it's the sweatpants on in front of the TV, that kind of soul rest like when you find one of those like American TV shows that has like seven seasons and they have 24 episodes in each season, you're just like, I'm winning. This is winning. <laughs> I can just watch all of these. This is great for me. My, my puppy's like draped over my lap, cup of tea in hand. Actually, we can, we can talk about tea. Tea's a funny one for us. Tea is like the ultimate rest symbol for your soul here, isn't it? Like people say like a cup of tea solves everything. You can uh, chuck that photo up of the tea that it's almost like symbolic here. You know, do you put the tea bag in first, the milk in first, the, what do you, you know, people are very particular about how they make tea. You know, a cup of tea solves everything. And I was really, I found flabbergasted really by how many quotes there were about tea. <laughs> like that one, it's great. Like tea can bring rest to your soul, like temporarily. But I just thought it was a really funny example. One from the Bible, Mark 6:31. There was such a swirl of activity around Jesus with so many people coming and going that they were unable to even eat a meal. So Jesus said to his disciples, come, let's take a break and find a secluded place where you can rest for a while. Getting away from people brings rest to your soul. Jesus knew that when the disciples were physically and mentally exhausted, too busy to attend to their own physical needs, it was time to withdraw and rest. Like, I, I love you all dearly. Sometimes we just need space away from each other. I think you can find that living in your own homes as well sometimes. And in community, it doesn't mean like your passion's any less or your love's any less. Sometimes you just need to take a breather and that brings rest. You know, distance makes a heart go fonder and all the rest of it. Counseling. Counseling is a powerful way to bring rest to your soul and permanent rest to your soul. Seeing somebody like Anne or Rosie uprooting those feelings of heaviness and depression that we mentioned earlier can bring true rest, proper rest. And Psalm 23.3 says he will restore your soul. Or the NIV says, refresh your soul. Or if you want the best of both worlds, the Amplified says, he refreshes and restores your soul. So you can take that one. <laughs> spiritual rest will always be with God. Always. When we talk about spiritual health, it always relates solely back to the living God. So how can we get spiritual rest right now? Well, I'm sure some of us experience that in worship alone. When we actively turn our faces towards him, we instantaneously feel the burdens lift off us and his fruits of the spirit flood in. Like feeling the sun shine on your face, that warmth. Like when we actively turn our faces towards God in that moment and we feel his presence, we feel him flood into our lives, into our spirits. There's nothing that's gonna bring rest to your spirit like that. 
But if you're feeling stuck in your spiritual rest, you know, things that you can do is meditate on the fruits of the Spirit. Do you want to say them with me? Can you recite them all? <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, somethingness, self-control. What am I missing? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you got me, you got me. <laughs> yes. Um, and you can ask him for yourself to experience those in new ways as well. When you wake up in the morning, start your day not by your phone or Instagram or whatever it might be, but saying, good morning, Jesus, giving him thanks in the morning, to actively turning your day, uh, your face towards him makes a huge amount of difference. Take those moments to stop throughout your day and just say, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed, just say, Lord, what are you doing right now? Like, you can even you know, take a moment and, and see and see like where are you in the room right now? What are you doing right now? All of those things. We are in a relationship with God, which means that we can access him anytime. And believe me, he wants to access you all the time and does. I used to start my mornings by waking up and saying, Father, how do you describe me today? Or what, how do you see me? Or uh, what are you saying over me today? And you always, always hear something. I did it this morning and I heard powerful, which is fun. But just be warned that sometimes he'll say things and then, <laughs> because he knows that you need them. So you'll wake up, you'll say, what do you call me today? And he's like, I call you brave. And you're like, oh, I really like that. And then you have to have that conversation that you just have been avoiding for ages, like three hours later. And you're like, oh, I see. <laughs> I understand. I understand that. But through that connection with God always brings us spiritual rest. So physical rest. And this is where I'm going to geek out so hard. I'm going to try to rein myself back in. So our bodies on a physical level need rest. God created them to rest. And like I said, in, in between sleep times, we also need to rest. We are created with two states and every, anybody who's done uh, TT training will know, um, I think Julia's talked about it before, that we have two parts of our nervous system. We have one that we're meant to live in most of the time, the majority of the time, is called the parasympathetic nervous system. And then one that is for emergency situations called the sympathetic nervous system. Or the parasympathetic is rest and digest, and the sympathetic is fight or flight. And essentially, rest and digest is great. You're chill, all of your body's working as it should, your organs are great, everything's happy, and that's where we should be. But more and more through the demands of life, through the stresses that we carry, through lots of different things, we find ourselves more in this fight or flight mode than we do in this rest and digest. And what happens in the fight or flight? Is this too close to my mouth? Is that me? No. Um, what happens when we're in the fight or flight is that it shuts down some of our organs that it deems unnecessary, for example, digestion or your immune system. And you can see it in either your own life or in people around you. You know when people go, 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 and then they stop and then they get sick. They get a cold or a flu or whatever, whatever, that is because they've been living in a place of chronic stress for too long without resting their body enough because it suppresses your immune system, then you stop, and then it's boom. What also happens when we live in chronic, that chronic place of stress or the, the fight or flight, your body produces your stress hormone. Under little bits, that stress hormone is actually really good. That's why we have it. It's really anti-inflammatory but used over and over again is not good, and it takes its toll on your body eventually. 
and I won't get into too much of it because I don't, because, yeah, <laughs> the toll it takes on your body can be quite hefty. So let's just say that we should support our bodies in the best way that we could to try to get us out of a place of chronic stress and get us into a place of fairly constant levelness and balance because that's the way our bodies were meant to be. And I deal with people in my clinic who um, come with me with uh, chronic fatigue syndrome or um, who are exhausted and their bodies, like I said, they always work for us, but there maybe will become a point where they just can't so much and then we end up um, with some of these chronic illnesses where stress is just taking its toll on our bodies and that's why we need to rest. So easy ways to support physical rest, sleep. So you can get eight to 10 hours of quality sleep a night, technically before 11 o'clock. <laughs> no technology in your bedroom will make a huge amount of difference and a cold dark room will also help. Reading. So a study that was conducted that people read for just six minutes, they saw a decrease in stress levels of 68%, which is crazy. So when you're stressed, your blood levels rise, your heart beats faster, because you're literally going to fight something, your body goes into that mode. But when you're reading, you breathe slower, naturally, your heart rate and your blood vessels all relax, allowing the blood flow properly. So for all my non-readers out there, I was also a non-reader. I didn't like reading. But I would encourage you just to find your right genre, <laughs> and then you'll be fine. For me, it's murder mysteries. Um, and then I started to burn through books, and it was great. And if you're really not, there's a book that we all collectively read together. Yes, the Bible. Six minutes, six minutes. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> Reduce your stress by 68%. So yes, read your Bible. Um, Epsom salts or foot baths. I don't know if many of you have heard of these, but you can buy them in the chemist, literally any chemist anywhere. They're called Epsom salts. They're pure magnesium. Magnesium is our anti-stress mineral. It's my favorite mineral and I love it. Gives you energy through the day and helps you sleep at night. It also calms your nervous system, which is great. So they're just salts. And for anyone who takes baths, you put like two to three good handfuls in your bath. Or if you're not bathers, you're showers, um, like me, I do a foot bath when I'm watching TV at night. So we just, I just got a big old bucket and um, fill it with warm water, put a couple handfuls in of Epsom salts, and it absorbs through your feet. And it is pure magnesium, so you'll feel like you're walking on air afterwards. It can also really help your sleep, and it really helps your body relax. Makes an incredible difference. Um, being in nature, like in green places or beside the sea. The sea air helps you sleep because it's rich in oxygen. The sound waves decrease your stress levels. I was in Donacadee on Friday and I actually thought I was gonna fall asleep, which wasn't good because I was at work. <laughs> but, <it's, yeah. laughs> but it was good. Uh, the sheer expanse of the sea is coming to the mind. And for all my brave ones out there, open sea swimming, I know Joanna's not in here, she's in there, but open sea swimming is incredibly beneficial for your body and your mind. Lowers stress and anxiety, reduces the risk of all of the other things, high blood pressure and so on and so forth. So maybe we could do group outing instead of a hike. <laughs> we could all go for open sea swimming instead. But 20 minutes out in nature has been proven to significantly decrease stress levels. And then this is one of my favorite things. They're called fractals. And this is where you can see just the glory of God and everything around us and how he, he sets up 
He set up the world to help us rest and relax. You can put up the photo of the trees, please. So yes, this displays the sheer intentionality of God and basically what fractals are, there are repeated patterns in nature. So when we are out in nature and we see tree after tree after tree or the tree branches, subconsciously they calm our minds. They calm, they bring rest to your bodies, those repeated patterns. So the Lord created this and was like, this is beautiful and I love this. But he's so intentional with you all the time that he's like, I'm gonna put these in that are just gonna be subconsciously helping them relax when they're out in my nature. So yes, they can reduce stress up to 60%. But one of the coolest fractals I've ever seen, and you can put the next one up, please, um, is called Romanesque Broccoli. <laughs> Isn't this so cool? <laughs> Don't you feel relaxed <laughs> looking at this broccoli? Thomas is gonna be like, what, were you, what did you talk on when I was gone? <laughs> broccoli. <laughs> I don't know if you'll be surprised. Um, <laughs> so it's good for you on the outside and the inside. If you find one of these and you buy it and eat it, you get ultimate joy points. So there you go. Um, yeah, and it's just incredible. All of those repeated patterns, he created it. And it is amazing. And the last one is hugs. So, you know, physical touch and those kind of ways do bring body rest and relaxation. They release your happy hormones. So now that we are semi back to normal, we can hug and have hugs. So they're good too. But enough of this frivolity and my passion about the human body. But there's one thing that will top everything else when it comes to rest and that's the realization of true rest. And it will come to no surprise to you that God doesn't bring us rest in just one way. He brings us true rest through several different ways. In fact, he never stops bringing us rest. He knows what we need even before we know we need it. So how many of us have intentionally stepped away from the busyness of life and the stress of life and then all of a sudden you hear his voice really clearly or you could connect to the Lord so easily? Nothing brings your body, your soul, and your spirit rest like the presence of God. So we receive true rest through trusting God. Psalm, Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will remain secure and rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. We get it through resting in God, Psalm 23, one to three says, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers me a resting place for me in his luxurious love. His tracks take me to an oasis of peace near the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me the right path and leads me along in his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. He takes you to an oasis of peace. Experiencing his presence, Exodus 33, 14. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. That's why in those moments when we turn towards him, we feel that automatic like shift. 
Psalm 31. Lord, how wonderful you are. You have stored up so many good things for us, like a treasure chest heaped up and spilling over with blessings. All for those who honor and worship you. Everybody knows what you can do for those who turn and hide themselves in you. So hide all your beloved ones in the sheltered secret place before your face. Overshadow them with your glory presence. Keep them from these accusations, the brutal insults of evil men. Coming to Jesus is another way. John 16, 33, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. We, like I said earlier, we see that Jesus sauntered, like that was sauntering, gosh. I think Wednesday was the national day of sauntering, so that's why it's in my mind. He did not saunter. Um, he lived the the life that we base everything off of. He is and will forever be the most incredible person. And that peace that was in him, that kept him calm throughout all his ministry, that he could make educated decisions about their health and well-being and his own health and well-being, that peace that was inside of him is now inside of us as well. We can access that whenever we want to. The Spirit of God is another way we can find rest for our entire body. Isaiah 63, 14. Like a horse in open country, they did not stumble. Like the cattle that go down to the plain, they were given rest by the Spirit of the Lord. This is how you guided your people to make for yourself a glorious name. Like you can experience that anywhere. Anywhere. For those um, anywhere close to Rualan Gardens, I guess, definitely go. Um, there is a hill walk that they open in the summertime. It is a good, a good wee hike to get up there, but once you're up there, it's amazing. You can see the morns and everything, and then on the other side um, is all just the drumming and hills and everything. I think they said we could maybe see the Isle of Man. I can't remember, but it's incredible up there, and I love going up there when it's windy because it's so good because the presence of God, the Spirit of God can come in any way he wants to, and sometimes I encounter him through wind. And I think it's amazing just to stand there with your arms wide open and just feel like all the cobwebs blown off you and just feel all that like dross leave you. The Spirit of God does it instantaneously, but when we take ourselves to those places and we turn to him and we say, come, he always does, always brings us rest. So his presence is the true key to rest for our entire bodies because he is the one who created it all. I can split them up into three and give you insights into each one and that is good and you should do that. Epsom salt baths all around. <laughs> but at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to bring you rest in its entirety is, is the living God. He is the true key to rest. So as we go into I heart or we go into these things, I mean, actively, I would love everybody to be taking those intentional moments to rest in between where they can. But if we can't, you know, in that half an hour we have for dinner or whatever, to take those moments to be like, right, God, I need your patience. <laughs> I need your peace. I need your love. I need your gentleness. Who do you say I am today as we wake up every morning? taking those moments to breathe for a second, to let his presence flood into every part of your body and bring you rest.
Matthew eleven twenty-eight to 30 says, are you weary carrying a heavy burden? Come to me, I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You'll find refreshment and rest in me for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. For me, nothing cuts through the haze and the heaviness and the busyness like the voice of God, especially when he's speaking about me to me. And what I really felt this morning, I was praying all week about what he wanted to do or say. As I lead prayer ministry, I have a huge heart for ministry and for all of you and for all of us to constantly encounter the God that loves you. So in saying that, as we have all of the craziness coming up and we haven't really stopped from March, I would like all of our leaders to stand. If you are a leader in Journey Down Patrick, please stand, all of you, up, up, up. And we love what we get to do. Oh my goodness, we love it. It's a blessing and it's an honor. It's so good. But sometimes leaders, we just need a little bit of a refresher as well. So what I would like people to do is if you're near a leader, please just go to them, lay a hand on them, ask them if it's okay to lay a hand on them. And I just want you to speak into their life. Nothing is more refreshing than hearing the voice of God over somebody, over their life. So what I would love you to do is that when you gather around these mighty people and you lay a hand on them, just ask the Lord, like, what do you want to say to this person in this moment? And then just take a few minutes just to, to pray over them, to bless them, to surround them. We have an incredible community. We are an incredible community. And I think it's amazing that we can come up and, and put our hands on you know, the back of people and be that backbone and that strength when we're spinning, spinning plates, spinning plates, and these people are, and you are, and we will get to that. But right now, let's just gather around our leaders. So let's just take a few minutes, go to a leader, pray for them, bless them. Please. And for the leaders that are not here, I would ask for all of us to be intentional with them. You know, Thomas and Hannah, Joanna, Janine, all of our leaders, that when you see them around, just affirm them, tell them they're doing a great job because we all forget sometimes. Give them that hug, just, you know, be praying for them. If you have a word for them or something you feel like God wants to say to them, then just do it. That would be great. So finally, I just want to chat really briefly um, about burnout. So what is burnout? Burnout is a state of physical and emotional exhaustion, usually through a long-term stressor. Common signs of burnout are feeling tired or drained most of the time, feeling helpless, trapped, and or defeated, feeling detached or alone in the world, having a cynical or negative outlook, self-doubt, procrastinating, taking longer to get things done, feeling overwhelmed. And just for the last few minutes of this morning, I experienced burnout myself. 
um, and the Lord's so good in, in all of his ways and what he does. But I launched my business a year ago um, and it's like pedal to the metal. You, you, do, you just don't. I really struggled in the beginning to try to find a work-life balance. You know, your mind's on all the time. I should be doing this, I should be doing this, I should be doing this. And it was great and I kept going, kept going, kept going. January is probably the busiest time for my business because post-Christmas, <laughs> New Year's resolutions. And everything like that. So I was like, I'll take a break in February. That's what I'll do. I'll just take a break. I was launching a course. I was like, we'll just go. February came, round, left, and I still hadn't taken a break. And then it all, it all, you know, hits like dominoes, like dominoes do, and you find yourself in that moment that you're completely exhausted. I had no motivation to work on my business. I had probably everything that was on that list. And funnily enough, I actually ended up with the coronavirus. And it forces you to intentionally rest. <laughs> so I sat for, you know, a week doing very little. Lord is good in all of his ways. And I felt in that moment like, oh, wow, I actually, this rest was really great, but I actually needed to take it. And it was a wake-up call for me to be, to have that outlook on my life that I actually do need to stop, you know, getting sick all the time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Your body, my body just needs rest. I know I was going to put a photo up today. I'd taken a photo once of me because I felt absolutely exhausted. I don't know why I took a photo in that moment, but that's fine. <laughs> you know, when you feel the bags under your eyes, I just walked my dogs, come back, and I was like, I'm going to work. House was quiet. I was like, I'm going to work all day. It's going to be great. And I couldn't do anything. I came back and was just completely exhausted. You know, burnout is a, it's a doozy but he can give you rest, so much rest. And so this morning, if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling at all exhausted or tired of life or burnt out or emotional exhaustion, it can come from anything. It doesn't have to be work. It can be relationships, family, you know, you know yourself. I just really feel like the Lord wants to minister to you so strongly this morning to try to shift some of that heaviness, that burnout, that fatigue. So instead of doing an altar call, um, we will have our ministry teams right at the end of service today. And actually, if the band want to come back up, that would be great. Um, so please, if you're feeling in those moments that you're exhausted, come up for ministry, get blessed, get prayed over. Just as we prayed over our leaders, please come get a fresh word or a touch from the Lord, because he, he never wants to leave you in those places. He never wants to leave you feeling tired and worn out and absolutely exhausted, nothing left to give. He gives life and life in abundance, so he wants to give you abundance of life this morning, and I fully believe that. So if you want to stand with me this morning... Father God, I thank you that in all of the parts of who you are, that rest is one of them, that you are rest, that you bring rest. Father, I thank you for everybody in this room this morning, Father, all the people that were meant to be here this morning. And Father, I just really pray that you would just be ministering to hearts, that you would just go so deep that people would feel that uh, lifting of burdens starting to come off their shoulders, off their hearts, off their lives this morning, Father. 
I pray you would flood into every little space, every corner, every little bit. Father, people would start to feel the tangible love of God that shifts everything, including exhaustion and burnout, Father. Father, where you are, we get to live life and life in abundance. So I pray that you would come in your abundant life this morning and that people would leave today feeling completely transformed, rejuvenated, refreshed and rested in your mighty, mighty and glorious name, Jesus. Amen.